0: Ready? All right, Steven,
1: you ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'll about to burp, sorry.
0: Give me one moment.
1: Hey, uh, Noah, do you know what time it is?
0: What time is it, Steven?
1: It's time to talk about death and taxes. Hey!
0: Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Death and Taxes. This is a show by Modern Estate Planning. My name is Noah Chrysler, And I'm Steven Schreiber. And on this show, we answer questions from the internet and questions from you about estate planning. So anything to do uh, with uh, death, planning for death, Um, a family member died, someone died that you know or are connected to, Um, if you have any questions about that, uh, definitely post a comment so that we can answer your question on the show. Since this is the first episode of the show, we are mainly going to be taking questions from the internet, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't participate. Uh, send questions. We have we have two ways you can uh, give us questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is this email address. It's question at com. One more time, that's question at com. It's a long URL. But it's a good one. Is there any punctuation in there? That's nope. not, Okay. <laughs> punctuation free. Um, great. All right. And then what's the other way? Oh, yeah. You can leave us a voicemail at 678 825
1: 4373. 678 825
0: 4373. Awesome. Um, cool. So go ahead and do that. We'd love to play your voicemails on the show. You could leave us a cool voice. If you, maybe, uh, maybe you could cry as you're leaving the voicemail. It would be more interesting. I'm kidding. Don't do that. It's probably a very sad situation you're going through. I'm sorry for making light of it. Great. Steven, are you ready for the first question? Here? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do it. Um, these questions are pulled from avo.com. I try to pick the questions that I think are the most fun. Um, so a lot of them... Are really messed up situations <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and for those who don't know Avvo is like a legal service um, for cynically people who don't want to ask a lawyer a question directly so they'll post it on the internet in hope that a lawyer answers it
0: yeah for free for free to pay a yeah fee. yeah <laughs> um,
1: so sometimes the quality of the question is deserving of the price they paid to get it answered
0: exactly a lot of them have like run on <laughs> sentences and just like terrible grammar so uh let's does is exactly <laughs> like, my mother has changed her will to benefit one of my siblings we think she was influenced by one of the benefiting by the one benefiting. That's not the question and answer, that's me. I can't mm-hmm. read things. My mother is 89. One of my brothers moved in with her several years after my dad passed. He took over the place. She changed her will yesterday to allow him to leave to live in the house and be the sole ownership. Um, And be the sole ownership over the house and land until he dies. I believe he has influenced her into doing this Can we stop this or not? I was on the will as an executor with one of my other brothers She was taken she has taken me off and put the brother who lives with her in my place along with the same brother who originally was on the will he called me yesterday concerned that the other brother has influenced our mother into doing this I am not sure if she is sound of mind to change her will at this point is there anything we can do to stop this thank you okay so from my understanding there are three brothers
1: yeah I was trying to keep track of the brothers
0: so there's three brothers one brother moves in with mama says hey mama I need this home co- kind of coerces her or allegedly coerces her into changing her will so and that he he's can the live one who there. Lives in the house. Yep. He's the one that lives in the house. So
1: he lives in the house and got her to change the will.
0: Yep. Okay.
1: So I'm going to, Steven, what do we do? Based on what I know with that brother, one is the brother who's kind of a dirt bag. Yeah. Um, so under and, premise as I saying this is not legal advice to who the questioner um, but it is my thoughts on it um, <laughs> so under Georgia law and the law of most states um, there are multiple grounds to set aside a will um, one of the of the grounds um, two of them were hit hit on in this so the first ground would be undue influence um, where undue influence occurs where one person exerts their will over another person to get that person to do something that favors them um it's a way of manipulating someone controlling their behavior in most states laws that
0: voids a contract or a will where that existed. Okay, so hold on, so so Undo Influence is this idea that you can, if you make someone change their actions or change a legal document, in this case like a will, um, like I don't know. Can you give me a clear cut example of what undue influence um, is? So this
1: is almost close. So if you make me sign a contract, but you hold a gun to my head, gotcha. Um, that's like the cleanest example of like a situation like that. Here's where, a
0: hostage situation. Yeah, or,
1: you signed okay. it, but you weren't completely in control. Gotcha. Um, under yeah,
0: duress. I under think duress is what yeah. I've what I've heard.
1: Duress, undue influence. Yes, and there, and there are slightly different variations. Okay. Depends on the state. Um, there are actual differences between duress and undue influence but Sweet. Um, they, under, in, the,
0: in the movies they say under duress <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry um, what were you saying? Under Georgia law um, I, don't know, I don't know where this occurred but there's this, this kind of presumption exists in other states as well that if a if two people are what's called a confidential relationship um, where a confidential relationship is one where um, a vulnerable person is dependent on another person um, for their health care safety, um, where there's kind of a really close legal entanglement that if there's a confidential relationship and that the party in the confidential relationship has a will amended to be in their favor, then there's a presumption of undue influence. Gotcha. And, that, and that brother who did it has to rebut that presumption by showing the mother wanted to, in fact, change
0: her will. Okay, hold on. So, there's a lot of big words that are being thrown around here. Huh? And I'm, so, part of the dynamic of this show is that I don't know anything about, about anything, and Stephen knows absolutely everything about estate planning, probate, and uh, wills, and testaments, and stuff like that. Um, okay, so, so th- you said presumption. So yes. So, we assume, the court assumes that this is messed up. Yeah, the court assumes that this is messed up. Yeah. So, it
1: becomes the... Obli- it's, yeah. I guess courts, you it, 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 it use the word burdens um, okay. to mean like who has yeah, to the show the proof. case. Okay. Um, yeah, burdens of proof. So um, with a will case, um, burdens keep shifting. So the person who puts forward a will for probate, so once his mother passes, maybe um, put forward a will for probate, he has the initial burden of showing that it was a valid will. Like it was written in down, it had executors, it had a distribution plan, and it was signed and witnessed. Um, and if he passes that burden, which most wills pass that burden, um, I it doesn't pass that burden as mine is not considered to be a will, gotcha. um, then the burden shifts to anyone who disagrees with the probate of the will. They now have to prove that that will is the product of fraud, duress, undue influence, um, anything that would substitute the judgment of someone else for the judgment of the deceased person. Okay. Um, and if they show that, then the burden shifts one more time to the original, um, um, we call it the propound of the person who filed the will for probate, um, to, to rebut, to they have now the burden of rebutting that evidence that the will was the product of fraud, duress, undue influence, et cetera, and that it was valid. And then in between all those burden shiftings, the judge has to determine what actually happened. Gotcha. So if... The first, so it kind of goes check mark so the first person presents a what appears to be a valid will, um, they've met their burden, the judge will give them the, will admit that will in the probate, unless someone objects, and if that objection successfully meets their burden, then the will will be thrown out. But then if in the hearing, if that if that evidence is successfully rebutted by the person who filed it, then the will stays in. Um. In this case, though, um, there's kind of there's there's two different layers. So we talked about the undue influence, um, but the other thing I'm am re- also concerned about is incapacity. Okay. So is that I believe the mother was 89. Yep, she's 89, which is not young. Um, <laughs> there are 89 year olds who are very very sharp. Um, and eighty-nine year olds who are not sharp at all. If she is dependent on her son for her care, she might be at the. Uh, she might be unable to make sound legal decisions. So, what Georgia law requires, what most other states do as well, is that they require you to be of sound mind at the moment you sign the will. You can be out of your mind before you sign it. You can be after your mind after you sign it. But if you're clear. Yeah, when you in sign that it. moment
0: your ink hits the paper, then you're good. So if um, you have like a video of yourself, like. That's dangerous. Hey, I'm totally good. Look at me. I'm reading the paper, and I just signed my will. That You can't do that? You can. Oh, okay. Um,
1: it's, that, it's just when you do that, you present if, – if, if your situation's in the gray zone enough where there's video, mm-hmm. people see what they want to see in a video. Gotcha. So if you have a video of a frail nine, 89-year-old lady, a jury or a judge might not be convinced that she's of sound mind just looking at them. Okay. So you better be very, very, very confident that video is going to show what you want it she does show. a backflip and then yeah. signs the will. Okay. Yeah, but she but if she's like completely conversational. She identifies all the parties, all the potential influencing parties are out of the room, um, and it's clear that she's not vulnerable. She just wants her. She has decided I'm going to leave my son this because I want to leave my son that. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's fine. Um, and I would even go as far as say is that I assume if an attorney prepared the will. An attorney has an ethical obligation to make sure that this will is the product of the mother's wishes. Mm-hmm. I suspect in cases like these, um, not just when avo is involved, but just generally when people do more fraudulent wills, it's a will that's homemade, um, maybe legal zoom, maybe like a form library and stuff like that. We've lit- most of the wills that get litigated are wills that are not done by an attorney because attorneys don't like to be witnesses in cases where. And Honestly, I have enough cases, me personally, where I don't need to take a gray zone case. It, more because it, I don't want to be a witness in court over a will. Yeah, um, yeah. Better stuff to do with your time. <laughs> I have better stuff to do if you've ever been the court. It's a pain. Yeah. Um, so okay. But, so hold on. But in this case, if she's incapacitated, and we're going to look at medical records, we're going to look at social workers. If she really believes her mom is incapacitated, mm-hmm. she needs to substantiate that right now. Before anything happens, she needs to build up her case, um, knowing that it's a real possibility that a false will is being is going to be propounded.
0: So, so um, just to clarify and take it back to a little bit what you were saying before. So, so we assume that because this woman was being cared for by the one brother, yeah. that this is a um, she's under influence. That's of, the presumption. Okay. And so, so therefore, it's then the. It's a presumption. Yeah, sorry. Who, no, you're fine. So, so she. So how does does she say? Who does she talk to and say? Hey, I think this is not cool. Um, she changed this under. The influence uh, um, with undue influence is what that if, says. I'm sorry, not if influence. she
1: believes her mother is unable to make legal decisions for herself, mm-hmm. um, she I would strongly suggest going to her local probate court and filing for a guardianship or conservatorship under her state. Um, in Georgia, we call it a conservatorship, but if she's unable to sign a will or manage her, or do other stuff, she's probably unlikely to be able to manage her money and her property as well. And we want the court to appoint a social worker to have her evaluated to make sure that she is, to get a, a definitive judgment or her capability. Um, and, and as part of that system, we will probably, they will bring in medical records, bring in her doctor um, to sign an affidavit regarding the case. Um, and then at that point, it'll, it will start being a lot more clear what her mom can or cannot do.
0: Yeah. Let's um, say let's say she dies and we haven't done any of that. We then don't we have really a probate know. dispute. <laughs> okay, so there's a probate dispute. So this woman, um, I thought I, from the original thing, I thought it was a guy, but I guess she doesn't say. That's We're, hard to say. Sure, let's assume it's a woman. Um, let's say she sh- she doesn't have any of that. Who does she say? Hey, I don't think this is right. To does she get a lawyer? And does she have to get a lawyer? or Can she say that to the judge who's like probating the will? And stuff? so this is gonna go before a judge. I. <laughs>
1: I don't fix my own plumbing, but I do go before judges, or attorneys go before judges. Um, if at all possible, and it makes sense for you, hire an attorney. Okay. So the initial questions, even before we get to the merits of the case, um, kind of do like a gut check and ask, is this worth it? Is whatever I'm going to do going to be worth my time, my money? my the reputation is it going to be worth blowing up a relationship with the siblings um in essentially accusing your brother of being a um scumbag in public <laughs> um right. is it is it worth it i mean it could be um it could not be you might have the, you might decide that the right thing to do is to object to that will um i Okay. It also depends how much money we're talking about. If we're talking about like ten thousand right. um, dollars, It might not be worth it. It might not be worth it. It, might, say, it might still be worth it. It
0: might not be. If let's say it is worth it. She lives in a mansion. She's got a nice big old fountain outside with a baby like squirting in the air. Sure. And like, I don't know. Whatever. It's a really nice place. You know, six car garage. This woman's loaded, and she passes away, mm-hmm. and this daughter wants to contend the will. She then works with her lawyer to talk to the judge, say, "Hey, this is messed it, up."
1: It, it then becomes her burden; it, it's now her burden. So, okay. what the brother is likely to do is to file that will for probate. Um, I'm talking primarily about what a Georgia court would do because mm-hmm. that's where I practice, but mm-hmm. it's likely not different anywhere else. But um, she files the, the brother; that brother files the will for probate. Um, she then has the burden of objecting to that will and telling the court exactly what's wrong with it. Okay,
0: um, and she says he was living with her, and therefore she's un- she has un- he has undue yeah, influence. She'll argue
1: she'll, she'll argue that there's a rebut, there's a presumption of undue influence. Gotcha. Because he lived with her, she depended on him, and then he took advantage of that relationship to get everything deeded to him a will to himself. Cool. Then the judge either decides, yep, that's and cool. on top of that, she had no capacity gotcha uh, and so you, you would raise probably both those grounds as well you probably raise all your objection grounds but you're gonna those are probably from i'm um, hearing the two strongest grounds i would lean into cool and you bring it to a hearing um you call your witnesses pr- presumably the other siblings medical experts um anyone who was in the room at the time of the will signing you're going to look at, you're going to call in anything you think will help your case, and the judge will then render a judgment. Hmm. Um, And that's, hopefully you're happy with it. Um, There will be some stages in the middle for like mediation and settlement and stuff like that, which all of these things end up settling. But um, if it ends up going for the judge, they, for the most part, have the final word. I mean, you can object, but it's not, most objections, unless there's clear error, don't get reversed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, sweet. One last question. During this whole process, I'm the I'm the brother that that was living with the mom. Um, d- do I get to live in the house while this whole thing is is going down, or do I potentially. get potentially? It okay.
1: depends. So the court could appoint a temporary administrator who boots everyone from the house um, to preserve the estate asset, Oops. or the brother could pay rent to the estate, or um, it. But he wouldn't have ownership of it until this was resolved. Gotcha, um, gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. That's super interesting. Okay, so i I thought I thought you were, what you were going to tell me was like, yeah, until this is all resolved, like he just lives there, and then. I mean, potentially they could,
1: potentially could, but yeah. if, if if she has anything close to good legal talent on yeah. her as her attorney that won't happen at least raises an issue before the judge gotcha um cool all right you ready for the next question and also want one point out also yeah. that as far as her will goes though um there's not much you can do to change a will you can't make anyone change their will before they die if you don't like their disp- how it distributes you have to fight it later or you can get her declared incompetent now okay. or incapacitated now with the guardianship but you can't you totally can't because have... you don't like someone's will doesn't give you a right to legal action prior to someone's death regarding that will gotcha
0: if you if you ask them nicely and say hey can you change this they can you can ask them they have the right to change the will. for all I right. know their mom
1: could change her mind and write a new will next week right that undoes it so
0: cool. Um, okay cool um great next question Sound sure good? sweet just to summarize advice to that person <laughs> I'm sorry before we get off of that. oh what, what I would
1: say is if um the first thing I'd say right now is get as much information as you can about your mom's medical condition um, if you think your mom's unable to care for herself and make legal decisions, go ahead and file a guardianship conservatorship. And if, and if you choose to wait till your mom passes, be prepared to show enough evidence to demonstrate that she did not have capacity when that will was signed or that she signed that will at the direction of your brother. So yeah. um, be gathering evidence now. If, you, if you're going to wait to have that fight later on, then be prepared to f- have that fight later on. And all, and all during that entire thing, ask yourself, is it worth it? Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Sounds great. Okay. This is a very, very straightforward question, um, but I, one that I think is interesting. Cool. Um, this just says, wanted to find out who is liable for credit card debt with a married couple with one, when one dies. Um, if both couples are on a credit card and one passes away, is the living person liable to pay the debt of the deceased? So... It depends on how the credit
1: card. So okay. you are responsible for debt in your own name. So most times, most most couples I've seen in my career do not have joint credit cards. What they'll usually have is a credit card taken out in one person's name, and the other person might be an authorized user. Yeah, that's a very different setup. So as long as, so let's say, person A and B are married, person A has a credit card. It's in their name, make person B an authorized user, person A dies. Person B is still not responsible for the bill because they have not co-signed on to the bill. Um, Having said that, their car will end. I mean, the the authorized user car, you might as well shred it because they're going to close the account down. Um, But unless you personally co-signed on to a debt, you are not responsible for paying it. I, I I almost want to get like a T-shirt, a billboard. It is not your job to pay the debt of dead people. If you, is not it's if you if you don't see that debt on your credit report, it's probably not yours. Um, that extends to student loans. Don't pay your spouse a student loan. It dies with them. It's their responsibility unless you, for some poorly thought out reason, co-signed it. Yeah. Um, same for like the car loan. If her spouse has a car and they have the loan on that car, you don't have to pay it um, if you don't want the car. If you do want the car, now you have to pay off the loan and buy the car but if or refinance it. But you can send the car and the keys back to the bank hmm. and call it a day or sell it on – or make a party stand so to sell it on – in the market on Craigslist and pay
0: off the loan that way. Hmm. But, um, so, so yeah, I, I think that's super interesting. So, so you do not, if someone dies and unless the, uh, yeah, this is the estate pays up. their own debt. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. So if the person has 20 bucks in the bank and a thousand of debt, 20 bucks goes to the debt, the nine hundred eighty dollars gets wiped. Okay, so you
0: can't you can't take some so let's say let's say I have a half a million in the bank and I get hit by a bus and I have I owe a hundred thousand dollars to creditors. Those will probably have to be settled. So Okay. Okay before that's four hundred thousand left. So gotcha. Yes. Yeah,
1: so in that case that's true. But I would say that was bad planning. But you did have that. But if it's still in your name and it's you die within your name, gotcha. it, you still have to pay it out of your assets. Okay, so it's um, not
0: that it's not that the person dies and then their debt suddenly isn't applicable anymore. No, no, it's, it's, it's against, it comes
1: out of the balance. It comes out of their assets. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so so let me let me
0: pose a couple hypotheticals. But once the stream. assets
1: are exhausted, the family does not need to kick in their own money
0: to pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let's pose a couple hypotheticals. Um, I know and there are some exceptions to that too. <laughs> I know someone's going to die. My spouse. I know my spouse is going to die. Uh-huh. She's either sick or has some. She's in a coma, and I'm in three days. It's going to sure. end. Sure. Um, I really want a new sailboat. It's going to be really big. It's going to cost a hundred thousand dollars. It's going to be really cool. Is that a normal sailboat price? What does a sailboat cost? I have no idea. Okay, let's assume I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollar boat. I think that'll be. I'm a sure you cool could buy boat. a boat for hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, this is really morbid. Can I? She, I'm going. I. I. She has nothing to her name. She has no assets at all. But she has a really big credit limit. Um, okay. So I'm. I'm an authorized user on her card, and I want a new boat. <laughs> okay. So to, to help
1: me grieve, you this know? this is not going to be legal. Okay. This is, this is definitely taking up to have legal advice, <laughs> and this is going to be closer to fraud advice. Okay. Um, but. Let's let's do it. Okay. So if <laughs> you don't want, want to, we, we don't want. have to. Okay. So I would not recommend anyone do this. But if a person were to do this, <laughs> this is how that theoretical person would go about it. Okay. So if they had a high credit limit, if the sick person had a really high credit limit, you could cash out your cards. You can buy a sailboat. I would recommend the sick person actually buy the sailboat on their credit card. Okay. Um. Then they die. Okay. There's two, things, there's, two, there's two other things as well. So you buy the sailboat on your credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you make sure that your bank accounts and all your other assets are jointly titled by a survivorship or have a payable on death so it automatically transfers to someone else. So... Let's say in your scenario that the deceased person didn't have much in their name. But let's say they did have a lot in their name. You can make it so that the bank account automatically passes to the spouse and is not subject to probate. Really? Um. So like a jointly titled account. So most joint bank accounts have joint or jointly held right our survivorship, which means that, Rise Survivors are this fancy way of saying that the last person who lives gets it all. So if you it, it rewards those who stay alive, which okay. for married couples, you mean whoever spouse, the second spouse keeps it all. Um, so if it passes through that, it is not part of your estate. Really? If it's just in that one person's name and stays in that person's name, then it is part of the estate. Um, so let's so say this scenario, let's say they have 100,000 in the bank and they want $100,000 sailboat. What you would do is use $100,000 credit line to buy a sailboat. <laughs> You have your bank account set to automatically pass to your spouse. So the spouse, upon your death, keeps the $100,000 bank account, has the boat, and then there's a $100,000 credit card bill out there. Yeah. What Georgia law allows you to do, there's two things you can do. So you can declare the estate of clarity and solve it, which is good. It's fine. But what's even better, though, is you can ask the court for what's called year support. So in Georgia, a surviving spouse within two years of someone's death can ask to be granted the state property ahead of all the creditors. So you're going to ask to be granted the whole bevy of the estate, um, including the boat, and um, not subject to the credit card debt. So even in the year support scenario, they can just outright buy the boat. No, that's not, that's not the best way of doing it, though. Having this—that's <laughs> um, the, the, where the prior scenario is still the is still the best in theory if you can sleep with it. Okay. Um, which which is what I I'm sorry. I've, that you that you walk that you create this debt. Yeah. Buy the boat. And let the debt default. Okay. Um. So you, you so you can keep the one hundred thousand dollars in that joint checking account. Yeah. And
0: keep that the gets boat. transferred to me. The so boat now you have two hundred thousand
1: dollars, and the bank has, and the credit room has negative negative one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And if you can live with that, yeah. That is the optimal way of sticking it to the man and having a boat. But you'll go to hell. and <laughs> it's, it, You go to wherever you go. Yeah, I don't believe yeah. in <laughs> that. <true>. But, um, <laughs> bad juju. Ca- bad, it, bad it does ju-ju. create bad karma. Yeah. It, it's a very scarce um, mindset way yeah. of approaching it. But if you were on your deathbed and wanted to max out your credit card – Okay, this is me being not cynical. If you always wanted to have that big TV set right before you die, or you wanted to buy that car or that computer or that whatever the thing is you want to get and you're sick, just buy it because your heirs aren't going to have to pay your credit card bill if you set up the rest of your estate properly to, to flow it out. when yeah. you die. That is so, that is crazy th- your, your Your final months alive, don't skimp. <laughs> it is a, but realistically, though, what it also means, I'm not like talking about credit card debt. Yeah. The real thing it replies to is medical bills. Okay. So when the hospital sends your family a medical bill for your final treatment, do not pay that bill if the estate is otherwise insolvent. It is not the duty of a spouse or children to chip into their pockets when they've just lost a loved one with their own money for a debt that they did not co-sign on and not to put my political high horse is that it's scandalous that we live in a society where that happens. It only, ha- only happens here in the United States, and it's bullshit. So don't reward it by paying it out your pocket. Stop rewarding these people. All right. And yep. vote for better people. No, but, and but, yeah. that's why
0: that's why I think this question is so interesting because yeah. these, these companies obviously have an incentive to be like, we need money no matter what happens. You know, we... that's bullshit. They'll sell.
1: It. They'll sell it to our credit agent. They'll sell it to collections. Right. They'll sell it. They'll sell it. Eventually, if you wait it out, if, okay. If you're ruthless on these estates, with, like I am with creditors, I have no particular sympathy for Capital One or Chase Bank. Don't cancel my credit card. <laughs> but like. Um, if you wait long enough, you can settle a $10,000 credit card bill for, like, $400. <laughs> um, and honestly, I don't your, care. They'll
0: destroy your credit, though, right? Well, you're dead. Oh, you, oh, the, for the dead person.
1: I, my, your credit score cool when you're dead is the least of your concerns. <laughs> the dead part is number one, so gotcha. don't worry about it. Um,
0: gotcha.
1: And, um... Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, I thought I had something else, but my brain shorted. Uh, but yeah, so don't worry about that. Um, that is crazy. I and can't honestly, believe. Oh yeah, and it over right after taxes. Because the tax code rewards them; they'll be um, fine. Gotcha. They will be completely fine. Don't worry about it. Um, no, they're But a huge do pay your lawyer because your lawyers are your local business owners. <laughs>
0: they <laughs> hang in there, and I, I like to pay my mortgage too. But yeah, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Okay, um, I think that that's absolutely amazing that we live in a system where. If you know your spouse is going to die and you do all the nice legal work and framework, it's an awful thing to do. But you could potentially get a hundred thousand dollars sailboat. Yeah,
1: the (laughs) likely or depressing reality is with the credit card is that they probably used the credit card to pay for their medical care.
0: Yeah, while they were sick. Okay, that's less fun though. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) And then I wouldn't feel guilty at all. Load up the card, It's a
0: systemic failure. Right. Um. Huh! <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Okay, this show's gonna be fun, guys. But get the <laughs> yeah. yeah but get the fun thing. So. Want to learn how to get a sailboat and also free medical healthcare? It's what it. is our show It's expensive as hell. Well, but, yeah. yeah, but it's don't not, get old. I, I, it's that's free lot, for that's you. Also my advice. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Next question. Um, I have two sons. One is 19 and one is 12 years old. They inherited their grandmother's house. My two sons inherited a house from their grandmother, and the house is subject to a lifetime estate reserved for my wife. The executor, my wife's sister, is trying to settle the estate without an attorney.
1: I'm so confused.
0: Me too. <laughs> so he, What are you exactly confused about?
1: Okay, so who holds the life estate? Because um, what would you leave it to a younger person? Yeah. Because it looks like – I think – oh, sorry. I'll let you finish it. But I think, no, I, have, I think I have an assumption of what he meant. There's
0: also a ton of spelling errors in here, and there's no punctuation. So it, I don't know if this person has their stuff together. But uh, the executor, my wife's sister, is trying to settle this the estate without an attorney because she is greedy and don't want to spend no money how she how how should the deed be worded to protect my younger son's interest in this property or can his name go on the deed at age 12 I am going to hire an attorney if she doesn't word the deed properly thanks in advance you guys take that time to read and respond are the best thanks again thank you
1: so I'm gonna gonna think my recap of it and I make if if I'm my my understanding of it's wrong okay so I assume typically people leave a life estate so go. goes to one person for the rest of their life, and then at the end of that person's life, it
0: reverts to someone else, what, what which is, is fine. Okay, so that's what a life estate is. It's yeah. Not, it's not, I'm giving you this, uh, you can just have my house. It's, but, like, you can have my house until you die. Yeah.
1: Like, for example, when my grandfather died, he left the house to my grandmother for the rest of her life, and then it goes to my dad. Gotcha. So she can, can do whatever she wants during her lifetime with the house. And can then, she sell it? That's a fun thing. You, you can only sell the life estate. So, Oh, okay. So she could sell it to someone, but they would only own the house the rest of my grandmother's life. Gotcha. So that's the measuring life. So my grandmother, if she lives 20 more years, that buyer gets to own us for 20 more years. If she gets hit by a bus tomorrow, she's – God forbid, no. But um, also, she's my grandfather's much younger wife, so she's fine. (laughs) Um, But say if she lives another 30 years, then – that buyer only gets it. So no one ever wants to buy a life estate. So when, you, when someone wants to buy a property and finance a life estate, then you have to get the remainderman, who are the people who get the property after that person dies, to buy on as well because you want... If you combine the life estate with the remainder interest, then you have full ownership again. Um, so if the in this example... The, re- the remainder interest meaning The what? person who gets it after the person dies. Okay. So in this case, my grandfather's property it would be... If someone wanted to buy that land, they'd have to get my grandmother and my dad to sign off because my grandmother has life estate and my dad has the remainder mm-hmm. interest. Um, so if they got them both in on it together... They'd have a complete ownership again. Gotcha. So what my, what my grandfather did was split the ownership between my grandmother and my dad, but then if they both sold it together, then it, the new buyer would have whole ownership. Or as soon as my grandmother passes and then my dad has the property, then... He gets the whole interest again, and he can sell it. So, I think this is a the way they have like, like the reason that for the life estate is to make sure that it you can control where it goes to eventually. So that if he left it to just his grand, to, if my grandfather left it to my grandmother upon her death, it would go to her heir. It would have gone to her heirs, and her heirs are not actually my dad since since my grandmother is not my my dad is my dad's mother died earlier. Um, so it would go to someone completely different. So to, to make sure the house went to my dad, he left the life estate for the grandmother, then passed it to my dad in that deed. So what a deed like that looks like is actually, I'm gonna use my, my own example on that. Um, so the deed literally says from my grandfather to my dad with a life estate reserved for my grandmother. Gotcha, um, okay. So what I assume in this case though, is that he left it to the writer's wife for her life, and then the grandchildren had the remainder
0: interest? I may have um, misunderstood who I, – I wrote the word wife down, but I'm not sure whose wife it is. You're totally good. Let me, let me read from- it one more time. My two sons inherited a house from their grandmother. The house is subject to a lifetime estate reserved for my wife. The executor, my wife's sister, is trying to settle the estate. Without oh, wife's sister. Okay, oh, yeah, I think I had it right. So okay. the aunt is
1: like the aunt of the kids. Yeah, the aunt is the in charge of the estate. Yeah, and apparently she's greedy and don't want to spend money. So what the aunt needs to do. So, presumably, the aunt had the will admitted and probate already, which it sounds like she did. The aunt needs to execute a deed saying from grandmother's estate. Two grandchildren with the life reservation for the wife. Gotcha. um, By the 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 questioner's wife, Um, and then the wife has full use of the property during her lifetime. Since the grandchildren seem like they're minors, she needs to outlive. She needs to make sure she lives long enough for those kids to become adults or becomes a clusterfuck. Let's so, say
0: let's say it doesn't happen. Let's say she gets by a bus while the
1: kids are under eighteen. Yeah, then one the kid's ki- twelve. Then the kids have to have a conservatorship appointed for them to manage the property and what is for that? them. It's a court-appointed um, person who can essentially pr- protect the money for the kids until the kids turn eighteen, and then they get handed everything. Protects and that would the money also be true kids. of the real estate. Okay. Um, it's a huge pain, and right now, since she's since house got left, to, even the kids since the kids are only twelve still, they couldn't sell the property if they wanted to because they're not old enough to contract yet. Um, so we're, this property, it was badly okay. This is a bad estate plan. <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. Um, what she should have done is set up a trust the trust would get would make the wife the beneficiary for her lifetime and would have an appointed person to manage the property if the wife died and would eventually deed the property to the grandkids upon them achieving a certain age because nonetheless what this the worst case scenario of this is that the wife dies and the kids at age 18 get the property. You have an 18-year-old who owns property. They are not gonna be a very good property owner. They will probably be <laughs> terrible at it. And if they sell it, you'll have an 18-year-old with money from the sales of the property. And 18-year-olds are done with money. <laughs> like, some aren't, but if you show me an 18-year-old's good with money, I'm you're showing me like a unicorn. Yeah, you're, you're showing me like a fairly rare event. <laughs> like, I, at age 18, thought I would make savvy decisions. I mean, I was probably not bad with money. Nonetheless, I would have done dumb things. It would have been a bad idea. These are all, and then she left with an aunt who seems to be not in, not wanting to hire counsel yeah. to do what could be a very tricky situation. This was badly done, and she <laughs> should feel bad about herself from the grave for having done this bad estate plan. Um, And I hope that this could be rectified because it requires the aunt to write the deed correctly. And if she doesn't write the deed correctly, she's going to mess up the title. And one day when they try to sell the property, the closing attorney is going to be like, this property cannot get title insurance because we have to go back and correct the deed. So fun. If this woman does nothing, she needs to hire a real estate closing attorney. It will cost her like 200 bucks. Just write the correct deed to does all these things. And she'll be at least have salvaged this situation. Do not... In an attempt to save two hundred dollars, spend like five thousand dollars <laughs> in
0: legal fees. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to turn my rant off. But no, um. no, I, I <laughs> thought it was very informative. I and I, I love that. You you should feel bad from beyond the grave. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so yeah, so so she would go with the with the estate closing guy and say the wife can live in the, the or the mom can live in yeah. the house until she dies, and then it gets. To the yeah,
1: does have does some of the lawyers do this one thing? Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I have one more question. Let's say I'm a kid, I'm a minor, or maybe not even a minor. Let's say I'm 25, but uh, my my mother is, uh, you know, she's on. She has she's has one of these lifetime lifespans. Yeah, yeah. She gets to live there until she dies. Let's say she's like hoarding stuff and destroying the property, or she's you know having bonfires in the backyard that are slowly yes deteriorating oh. the property. Can I make some sort of claim to the court like, hey? Yes, you can. So they can't destroy your interest. Okay. So they
1: haven't. the only person that the life interest has not excuse me, an obligation to is the remainder interest. So in most states, if they're hoarding, and they're letting mold grow in the house, if they're not fixing the roof, if the house burns down, which is fine for a house to burn down legally, but you have to have insurance to rebuild it. Yeah. Let's say she didn't. Let's say she didn't pay property insurance and he let the house burn down and the whole thing's gone remainder interests do have a legal claim they can bring for them destroying something that they have a vested interest in. Hmm. Okay. Um, so there is some duty to at least the, the general duty to in layman's term is is to keep the property more or less like how it was. So don't make it worse. Um, if if she got the property, and it's in reasonable condition. Maintain it. And if they can't maintain it, and everyone's over twenty-five, they have to figure out what they're going to do. Either they can all get together and sell it and, and split the money between them somehow. Um, the life interest is less valuable than the remainder interest, but um, people can haggle a deal out and sell it if they can't come to terms with keeping it up to date or up to date. But, Making sure it's no holes in the roof. Make sure it doesn't burn down. Make sure it's not mold. Make yeah, sure there's no, no termites. And if you're gonna hoard it, at least hoard it in an <laughs> organized way. Don't like hoard. <laughs> don't hoard cats. Like don't like hoard like things that are like problematic. And I've been in hoarding houses where there have been like. You can smell a dead animal and you don't know what it is and it makes you want to barf. Yeah. And you have to wear those gas not gas masks like respirators to walk in. Steven that's one of I think that's it's one my night. Most...
0: It's a nightmare. It's something like nightmares are made of. Steven that is one of the most on-brand things for you I think I've ever heard you say. If, if you're going to hoard stuff make sure you hoard it in an organized way. Yes you can hoard things. Have like your plastic containers. Get a storage unit. Be organized about your hoarding.
1: If you have like here are my old two of my spoons. Have like at least identifiable to
0: Hub of my spoons. To, I, so I want to meet this person. I want to meet this person that's like super organized, left brain, responsible in organization. I am fascinated.
1: I've never met one before. A lot of hoarding. Exist. A lot of hoarding is shockingly an inability to make a decision. Exactly. And part of the decision
0: is being unable to organize. <laughs> so, but I would love to meet that person. I, that's amazing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Um, um, sweet. I am adopted. My parents. My, I'm sorry. Wow. I can't even read the qu- today. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm adopted. My adopted parents have died. My adopted brother just passed. Am I eligible to represent his estate?
1: Yes. So uh, if the adoption is, at least in Georgia, and I assume it's most states, so when an adoption actually is legally done, you become their legal linea- – you become part of their family because sweet. you terminate all your prior relationships legally. So what would happen is that – Yes, they become your legal brother, more or less, because you because, partly be through the parental relationship. Um, it, you Maybe
0: the heirship keeps – it. the short answer is yes. Um, gotcha. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> if you're adopted, you can you – they're, can... they're like your siblings,
1: more or less. So, cool. That's also true for half-siblings. Um, half-siblings are in Georgia are
0: treated like full siblings. Really? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like it has like interesting legal ramifications. It does. Yeah, it, it keeps me, it keeps lawyers busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with like estranged families and that sort of thing. And yes, I, I'll I, I'll make a whole episode about estranged families. Okay, <laughs> that, that's fun. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, we should do like verticals of types of questions. Like, hey, here's questions about like half brothers and sisters. That'd be fun. Um, cool. If a home bought during marriage is owned by one spouse only and that spouse dies, must it be probated in California? Oh, I don't know. Um in California I'm going I have
1: no idea. I would say probably um, let's, say, let's say it's in Georgia. But let's say it's in Georgia. In Georgia I would say she's a that's right a lucky dog because she can file for a years support and get the whole thing and also get a free year of property tax.
0: So hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm very confused. Um so so she We'll so let's say, say that one more
1: time. Say, okay, let's say for example, like um, I have a wife. My yeah, you wife have a dies. wife. Your wife di- Your the, and the, and your wife owned the house. Yes, so she's gone. She's hit
0: by a bus. She's hit by a bus. You're Splat- sad. Splattered. Oh, I'm crying. It's and terrible.
1: Especially <laughs> in a scenario where you have no kids.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm a bachelor now.
1: Yeah, you're now a bachelor. But and you're we bought a bachelor, the sailboat. You're a bachelor, but living in – you, have, we have this house that you yeah. were living in. So in that case, you would file for something called year support okay. still. like I, I think I referred to it earlier, but a surviving spouse, as long as within two years of that spouse's death and you don't get remarried, then you can file for year support and have that house transferred from your wife to you. Ahead of all your wife's creditors, but also one of the cool things about that is that one of the creditors is the department. Oh, sorry, is the property tax office. So you get, you can say I don't want to pay prop. You can waive property tax for either the year of the death, the year before the death, or the year after the death. And the way you can figure out which one you want is the one that's highest. So. If if they got a reassessment or somebody for the most part it makes no difference which year you pick, but if the property tax has changed, either it probably got more or less valuable. You had picked the property tax year you thought had the highest amount. So not only do you get the house back, you also get a check from the department of property taxes in your city or your county. So
0: So hold on a second. So uh, so you're saying I get the house and you get a property tax refund. Okay, so let's say, so I'm living in this house. Now, does the house have to be paid off completely or nope. do I inherit the mortgage? You inherit the mortgage here. The house is gotcha. still
1: subject to the mortgage. Okay. So, in um, that first example, assumes you had it free and clear, but even if it's not free and clear, you get subject to the mortgage. So, what you do get is essentially the, the gift of being able to sell the property if you don't want it, or you could have the ability to refinance it now that it's in your name and get a new mortgage in your name.
0: Okay. Or so, if you. So, yeah. this thing called year support. Just it's, means it's, a, it's
1: a misnomer. Um, it's it's essentially a way of asking for a year of support, but the Georgia legislator never defined what a year of support was, so you can ask for everything. Um, so it's a way of getting everything before the creditors. Gotcha. Um,
0: so so let's say this didn't exist. What would happen if this didn't exist? If it didn't what would exist, it didn't you would exist.
1: just do a regular probate. If there was, if this say there were no children, it was just, in your example, where it was just Person and their spouse. You could do a regular probate where the spouse would still be the sole heir of it. He does wouldn't get the same debt
0: relief. Okay, um, but and the it, debt relief would come from the creditors. The credit. What, what would the creditors get if they get, I didn't the creditors do the would get support. nothing?
1: Um, so the, okay, in the year support claim with without year support and regular probate, yeah. you'd have to the. If she had non-mortgage creditors, um, they would have they'd have the right to make a claim.
0: Gotcha. That's when it. we get back into the boat situation yeah. where they had they would have right to go They could after make a make her. a claim. Most okay. of the time they
1: don't. In my career, I've rarely see creditors making aggressive claims. Gotcha. Corporations don't make claims that often. The people who do make claims are individuals who were owed money. Mm-hmm. Um but Capital One's never like sued an estate in georgia for like a four hundred dollar bill it doesn't really make
0: sense um okay so let me reframe this up a little bit i married. I have my spouse. Yep. She gets hit by a bus. It's yep. awful. She was into gambling, really big into the casino world. She yep. she or maybe she was a horse better. She, uh, she borrows money. She got from... to, she
1: gets she got killed by a horse. It's, yeah. it's real tragic. <laughs> the
0: bet went south. Yeah. Exactly. She was at the racetrack betting stuff. She borrowed money from, um, you know, the mob some, or something. Sure, the mob, but it's a legal mob that does things legally. Doesn't matter if it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like... So, cool. So, she died with debts to the mob. Um, if she, if I didn't have this thing called your support, Credit, the mob – I would
1: list the mob as a creditor. I would <laughs> – it gets a little bit shady. The casino is better because they're a corporation, so you would list okay. them. The casino with mob ties. The, um, the mob the mob may still follow you. They, 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 <laughs> they might operate outside the law already since so they would probably have
0: no problems – going further um so so whatever but so but yeah, so but she, would, she she you, so owes somebody money she owes someone money and and she's gone with this thing called year support that person before that person has a right to touch her property you get the house i get the house yeah. and then do they come after me or do they they come after just, the estate so, they come after so the estate. for
1: example if there were so other assets in the estate like if she had the house some investments so whatever blah, blah, blah. you can ask for all of that but let's say you did not let's yeah. say you you were, you were you said you just wanted the house yeah. every court and Georgia will give you the house. Okay. Um. Even if someone objected to your year support, almost no judge will look at someone in the face and be like, "No widow, widower, you have to be homeless now. <laughs> Good luck with that." <laughs> um. You get the house. Um, okay. What you might not get is the extra stuff. Um. Gotcha. You get about what you would have gotten for a year. If no. But if no if if you serve the year support,
0: meaning that in that time that person would have generated income. Yeah. For a year. I'm an idiot. Okay. That makes a lot That's, more sense. But
1: there's, there's no measurement of
0: it. You could okay. ask for like whatever everything gotcha um they could have been a millionaire all, they would have won the lottery like you, you know. can ask for
1: all 10 million dollars even though they weren't giving you jack of it or you were getting gotcha. like or, or, they, or, you, or you were working yourself this and, makes yeah. so much
0: more sense now oh, yeah. i really fully didn't understand that oh, yeah, okay yeah. i feel so, like an idiot but, oh no
1: no oh, but you would serve the casino the casino doesn't object i mean you get you can get everything
0: um so let's say i get everything now the casino she owes the, the casino money now now i don't have to pay her the casino's debts right in the bag
1: yeah the casino, you don't, to, you don't have to pay the casino back. The casino Sweet. will write off their taxes. So this is
0: another way to get a boat. Yes. Nice.
1: And, I, and also, again, don't feel bad about the casino. They'll they'll be fine. <laughs> unless, unless they're run by Donald Trump, then they'll go bankrupt. <laughs> Somehow the only man who had a
0: bankrupt casino. But yes. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So did we answer this person's question? If a home bought during a marriage is owned by one spouse only and the spouse dies, the answer is must maybe. It be probated? Well,
1: probably. That's not true. In Georgia, In Georgia the answer yeah. is yes. Something has to be filed at the probate court, whether it's your support, um, uh, things saying there was no will or there was a will. Something has to get filed to get the house moved over. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not that hard, but in your support, you'll make money from it.
0: Cool. <laughs> um, uh, a home bought during a marriage is owned by one. Okay. Um, my adult stepchild... Here we go. That sounds like a disaster. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. The adult stepmother, step-parent,
1: stepchildren fights keep the probate industry going. <laughs> like You could literally just buy a car every time like one a big one walks to the door. I'm like, oh, they're going to buy a luxury car for
0: the firm, <laughs> 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 which is why better <laughs> estate planning is needed. I love it. Um, can my adult stepchildren force me to sell my home if we have a reverse mortgage in both of our names? My stepchildren have made many comments about our home lately. Our wills have never been discussed with them. I am several years younger than my husband and very worried uh, I will be run out of my home. I don't understand this. Can my adult stepchild force me to sell my home if we have a reverse mortgage in both of our names? Say it one more time. Can (laughs) my adult stepchild force me to sell my home if we have a reverse mortgage in both of our names? And both the the, adult,
1: the stepmother and the stepchild's name, ste- uh, or um, both.
0: I'm sure who both the names are. Our wills have been made and discussed with them several years earlier than my husband. Oh, it's so her right, husband. I think it's her and her husband have a reverse mortgage on their home. A reverse mortgage is like a second mortgage. Is that it's, what that is? Oh, the reverse mortgage is the. Um, you explained this to me an hour ago, and I totally forgot. about it. It's kind of
1: a fraud, but it's legal. But what it is is that they give you the reverse mortgage. Money gives you a loan, or gives you, but gives you some cash. Okay. Um, they put a lien on your house. That's in essentially. A lien is what? A lien? Um, essentially, it says that we have now an interest in your house. Okay. Um, and after, so in two events will trigger the end of a reverse mortgage. One is the passage of enough time. So let's say enough, after X amount of time, or the other triggering event is death of the um, reverse mortgage holder. So if either of those two events occur, the trigger thing is that you have like a period of time to do one of two things: one, to pay back the reverse mortgage. And pay back the reverse mortgage. Reverse, let's say the reverse mortgage they gave the person one hundred thousand. To pay it back might be like one twenty-five, one fifty. You have to make, you have to give them money to pay out the reverse mortgage. So that might mean refinancing the house, selling the house, doing something so they can get their money back. If you don't do that, the reverse mortgage company gets to foreclose on the house and get it back and get the house for themselves. So that they can make they make money on owning the house now.
0: So is is this like a second mortgage? Like is that what people? It's like, a,
1: it's like an aggressive. So second mortgages are you have to make monthly That's payments immediately. Okay. Reverse mortgages you don't make any payments. Oh, they get the money.
0: You they give you money. You don't make any monthly payments, but then they get the house at the end. Gotcha. So if I'm if I'm like. If I'm going to bet on a fight that I know is rigged and I'm going to – and this would be a way to get like this a payday loan. This is fairly rigged.
1: Right? So um, it's oh, a it's fairly – The, so, so can, it, the can reverse I, mortgage company always, almost always makes money. Really? So it's rigged in a sense where the reverse mortgage company gives you money and they know after X number amount of time they will get money back. Gotcha. They will either get your house or they'll get you to pay – or they'll get you or your family to pay money to pay it off. Okay. So what I – which is different than a second mortgage. It's different, than a, second mor- it's different than a second mortgage because second mortgage is that I get, I I have, well, so let's say I get a second mortgage, it's for a, a smaller amount of money because it's on top of a first mortgage. Yeah. Um, They give me first the mor- reverse mortgage, might, sorry, second mortgage might be like, I don't know, 10, 15 years, 20 years. You make monthly payments every month and at the end of it, that mortgage goes away and you have it paid off. Or at any moment before then, I can pay off the reverse mortgage. Having said that, if I don't pay the reverse mortgage, they can also foreclose on my house. But having said that, they don't get paid until the first mortgage gets paid off. So, second mortgages have a lower foreclosure rate, but nonetheless, they could foreclose. Um, with a reverse mortgage, you make no monthly payments, but at the end, you owe them your house unless you can raise a bunch of money quickly. Gotcha. Um, so if I you do, as you can refinance the house with a new mortgage, a new regular mortgage to pay off the reverse mortgage? Yeah. Um, but the house better be valuable for that to be a usable strategy. I can't believe that people actually do these types it's of things. It's usually
0: retirees. Okay. Because
1: um, I think under the law, I think there's a, there's, a, there's a minimum age for it, and I think it's 50-something. Gotcha. Um, so it's designed for older people to raise retirement income if they gotcha. don't. Or also,
0: depressingly, to pay medical bills. Wow. Um, <laughs> But Yikes. Um, and so basically, it's like okay, you can take everything I have. You can take my house. Just let me well, live honestly, in it for a couple years. If you're
1: old, this is the, this is an area though. If yeah. like. Let's say I'm a single person. Mm-hmm. I have a house. I want to raise some money. I don't care what happens after I die. Right. I'm dead. So you you take, have no you, have you no heirs uh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you take the equity out of your house now. You got to use your money for whatever you want, and then when you die, you let the reverse mortgage company take your house back.
0: Yeah, that's kind of nice. So, I'm so cashing you, out before I'm can in the cash grave. Out. Yeah. So
1: that is the other argument. That's the positives. But it, honestly, there's better ways of cashing out. But there you could cash out. Um, and do it that way. So okay. that is that's is one argument for it. Um, I don't not they aren't bad all of their time They're just bad a lot of
0: the time Gotcha. <laughs> like, gotcha. Um, no, that's definitely interesting. I mean, I never you know, this is so interesting because like I mean probably the average viewer is like Somewhat interested in finance. So like I don't know to, to me who has no experience in finance at all It's just like I mean, this is all news to me. So um, Okay, cool. So Advice to this person can my adult stepchildren force me to sell my home if we have a reverse mortgage in both of our names? They that can't force like you to a... do anything. Exactly, yeah. You're an adult. Are this person's terrified line? of their stepchildren, yeah.
1: No, <laughs> no, the answer is probably no. Yeah. Unless your stepchildren have an interest in it or they're a part of the reverse mortgage or they're going to buy the house or run a deed somehow. If they're just some dude who comes by for thanksgiving and christmas and has no legal entanglement in any of your <laughs> property or affairs then no they can't make you do anything yeah
0: and you should stop projecting
1: yeah, it yes your if you're fears. concerned about them interfering in your life sign your power of attorney appoint someone else you trust so if you're ever incapacitated someone else takes over maybe set up a revocable but no this person you can you can tell them to go like Leave. Um, I was going to, I was trying to think of an old timey, like, go away quote, but I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Um, But no, they can leave. They, 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 you do not need to be concerned about them. Gotcha. (laughs) And Um, if you are concerned about
0: them, call a lawyer because something is going on that's not in that question. So this brings us to the end of our, uh, our questions from the internet. Sure. Um, the ones that I grabbed. We can, we got two options. I can go back and later I probably will go back and grab some more questions potentially. Um, but I think this might give us an opportunity to do some of the segments uh, that we've kind of come up with. Um, one segment that I'm particularly excited about, I, do you mind if we jump to my favorite segment here, sure. Steven. Sweet, okay. This one is called, Could I Do This? Uh, and, and basically on, on this segment, I asked Stephen uh, if, you know, I wanted to do something fun with my estate, uh, could I potentially do this? And some sure. things I can do and some things I can't legally, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, sweet. Okay. So, um, Stephen, could I do this? On an episode of Parks and Recreation, there's a character named Ron Swanson. I don't, yeah. Ron Swanson is a strict libertarian. He eats, like... Pounds of steak and he meat every day. He should be, but he's great. And he drinks lots of whiskey and liquor. Um, he's great. He, there's an episode about Ron Swanson's will. And on that episode, we get to hear Ron Swanson's will. He has this joke. Or, I mean, he, it's not a joke to him because he's the character. Uh, but he has his will in his pocket. And he says he wrote it when he was 12. Uh-huh. Um, and here it is. Which also raises legal questions.
1: But anyway, um,
0: yeah. So the the will is as follows. Upon my death, all of my belongings shall transfer to the man or animal that has killed me. Um, and then at the bottom it says Ron Swanson. So, obviously this little post-it note is not uh, the... Let's say it was a real will. Yeah. Let's say, could I do this? Could I design my will to have someone to put a bounty on my head? Right? I, let's say I have a million dollars in the bank, right? And suddenly uh-huh. I throw it up to the world. I say, hey, the person that kills me they get to have all of my money. Okay, because I'm going to
1: put on my wild speculation hat because okay. I don't have any case law that answers this question for me cleanly. Okay. Right. So what we do know is that I'm going to pretend he didn't write it when he was 12 because okay. I don't think 12-year-olds in most states have the right to contract or make a will. Having said that, he he could keep validating it, but I would suggest that he write a codicil or something, reaffirming it once he was of 18. legal age. Sweet. Um, so you cannot leave property to an animal. Okay. So, um, so that's out. So we have to cross that out. Is um, there any loophole where I can leave a trust in the name of an a, animal or something? You could set up a pet trust for the care of that animal, Nice. but okay. he would have to leave it to a person to care for the animal. So we could say, I'm leaving it to Bob to support an animal the animal who kills me and then upon the animal's death Could it be death, a wild
0: animal like a grizzly bear? Yes,
1: you could it could theoretically be for the care of the grizzly bear. Okay. It would have to be there would have to be a mechanism I guess to make sure we're caring for the right grizzly bear. So we have to find the grizzly bear God, there's this really dark documentary about the grizzly man, uh, the guy who was, like, caring for the grizzly bears, and one of them ate him. Um, An entirely foreseeable outcome. Yeah. But they eventually had to figure it out because they had some of the contents of his body in the bear's stomach. Wow. So if they found the bear with, like, your body in it, Um, And he wanted to make a (laughs) trust for the care of said bear for some reason. Yeah. You could do so. We'd have to have a person who was in charge of making sure that the bear benefited from it and then upon the bear's death had a plan to distribute
0: it. How do we legally decide that the bear is going to benefit from my I don't know state. how you benefit how do you make a bear benefit Let me propose like, Let me for propose domestic some animals it's easier. For like a dog it's
1: like I know how to benefit a dog it pays for the food and the vet and stuff like that. What about what about we leave a,
0: a certain amount of food items next sure. to this bear's yeah, lair? Yeah,
1: whatever the bear wants, <laughs> I guess. Like you can leave like Jurassic Park you can leave them things that they like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um and also I guess you could pay for like their vet care, like a vet could. You could like yeah. tr- tranquilize the large. bear every year and get their <laughs> like vet care done. Fantastic. Um, you could do that. You just have a, you just have a plan for the who was going to take care of the bear, um, and then what happened once the bear died, where it would go afterwards.
0: So uh, what, if, it, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is, and we can we can determine who this beneficiary is. If when, it's they have, when they have killed me, if it's yeah. ascertainable. So my body has to be in their stomach. Or whatever. There gotcha. might be a
1: bloody... Tr- when I was a kid, I lived in Alaska when I was a kid, and there was a... We had moose that came down into the city during the winter because the roads were paved. Yeah. Um, and they didn't like walking in like four feet of snow. So I walk oh the street. Moose are
0: huge, right? They are
1: huge. Um, and they had their calves and stuff. And then one time, a bear came down bears usually don't come down into the base but they did and it killed one of the moose and it dragged their bloody corpse across (laughs) all of the neighborhood so my backyard there was just this graphic trail of blood like we weren't sure 100 percent which bear killed it but we knew it was Uh, we probably were sure actually I, I, I have to ask my dad um, or my mom I think my mom was but which if they could identify which particular bear they probably could the one with a lot of blood on their face <laughs> was probably the one who did it so they agree you can identify it, whatever signs you have gotcha. like that works cool um the, Sweet.
0: Okay. Great. And now, you,
1: not you can leave stuff to a person. Okay. So the obviously you stuff to a person, and you can define that class uh, a person. The by person that murdered me. Person who murdered me. The question though, use the word murder is the magic word that makes me. That raises the
0: wild card killed? issue. He specifically uses the terminology "killed me." Killed and
1: yes, those killed are synonymous. Murder. Those are the triggering event. Well, murder. Well, they're not the same, but okay. um, God, do you guys have too much law school? But like, you can <laughs> kill someone without murdering them. So okay. murder requires malice. Okay. Um, so if I accidentally. If I was backing out of my parking space and I accidentally and you hit killed you, th- that would be manslaughter because I didn't mean to kill you. Gotcha. Um, but if someone meant to kill you and they were in control and they plotted and all the other things, then it would be murder. Gotcha. But if it was like an accident um, – well, if the whole thing was an accident, like if I meant to shoot the person next to you and shot you, that's still murder because I intended to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You don't get like a accidental. You don't get like a mistaken identity murder. (laughs) You missed. Uh, Yeah, missing doesn't get you off the hook. But like, but but either way, so there, and it will depend on how they killed you because in most states they have what's called a slayer statute. Okay. Um, and that means that if you did intentionally murder somebody to benefit from their estate then you get disinherited, and you'll probably also go to jail. So, um, and, this, and this Slayer law was entirely, was based on disproportionately people killing their spouses for the money. Wow, it, really? Yeah, it's usually your spouse. If, uh, that's also another thing, I don't do criminal law, but just generally, if you're gonna die, you're way more likely to die from someone you know. It's not even close. Yeah. Um. And if it's gonna be someone, it might be your spouse. So um, it depends how your marriage is going. Um. <laughs> it also depends on how if they're broke or whatever. Um, but anyway, but so the slayer statute, if the court ha- and the court it is and and it's important that in most states, including Georgia, they don't have to convict you of murder. So they just have to have. They don't have to meet the beyond a reasonable doubt requirement like a murder trial would be, or a manslaughter, or whatever the criminal trial is. They just need to meet a preponderance of the evidence standard, that it's was like a civil case. So instead of like having to be like ninety nine percent sure, they can just be like seventy five percent sure that you killed them. Um, and if that's the, and if they think that's the case, they can disqualify you as a
0: beneficiary. Gotcha. So So a slayer is in is disqualified as yeah. a beneficiary. But, but that that foils but, but, my plan. But this
1: creates tension because okay. very few will say it goes to the person who kills me. Yeah. It go it might say it goes to my wife and then my wife kills me. Gotcha. Um then well I don't have a wife, but nonetheless my husband if, he, <laughs> if I said everything goes to my husband and my husband poisons me. Um so so this would create a new legal It would precedent. create tension. I would be surprised if this was clarified. But those those two issues would be at conflict and okay. honestly if someone's listening and knows the answer to this 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 would be a thing I would love and please send me if you're a nerdy lawyer and you know this answer <laughs> and you have a case site for me please send it because I really 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 want to know <laughs> how this got how this how this tension gets resolved because it seems like very weird public policy
0: to put a bounty on yourself. Yeah. Like so so Hold on. Just to clarify. Yes. I mean, that's exactly right. That's a, I want a definitive answer here. If I make a sweepstakes of, hey, I'm an elusive person. I'm, I'm living off the grid. You can't find me. But if you do and you kill me, you can have my fortune. That is not possible Potentially, you couldn't do it
1: through a will or your estate. Okay, what I would do is create a weird side fund for the sole purpose of (laughs) this is wildly illegal. (laughs) For the purpose of finding you and killing you, this is a conspiracy. That everyone who's involved is conspiracy to commit murder. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. But let's say your fund was offshore in a country like Somalia that might not be able to enforce laws. Okay. But weirdly, for some reason, had a banking system that you could trust. Okay. but let's, Or like, wasn't like, that the most dangerous game. Yeah. In like this weird world Hunting where...
0: people is fun. You
1: were and- not under American law jurisdiction yeah. or a country that respects... Honestly I would have This person committed Because I think (laughs) something goes wrong With them But like mentally If you have like A bounty They might need help Like literal Like uh, maybe more Than a
0: hug Well maybe they just Have such a big ego That like they think That they're so You know I mean That's what Ron Swanson's Character was It was like
1: But it raises Lots of questions That I'm probably Not prepared to answer From the estate world But theoretically (laughs) I I would say That it's probably That most courts Would be reluctant To give money To someone who Killed the person
0: Okay Um and then, and then my other question is, that person obviously is going to prison. Probably, maybe. Because the court, I mean, if
1: the I, court have, some, I to, have some great
0: defense attorneys. You might be able to get
1: off. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But Do even you think, if you're not convicted, you still might not be able to inherit that.
0: The chances of somebody—yeah, th- that's my if other question. If you're really good at killing— Let's let the chance not not the chances of somebody killing me. I'm very weak. Like, don't don't okay, please don't try. I'm gonna
1: use I'll use like Carol Baskin. Like, I don't <laughs> think I don't think she killed her husband. Yeah, but let's say she did. She's done it a really well. And if she had done it, she did a really good job at it. I don't even think a civil verdict can come out against her, but let's say it had, and then then she would be disqualified from inheriting, but still be not walking a free
0: woman. Right. So that's my question. So, so if someone proves that they have killed me to get the probate, um, then they, that that means they go to jail. That might be, that
1: might be a prosecutor's jury. You put yourself in a really tight bind (laughs) when this situation as the killer. Yeah. That.
0: So you'd be rich, but in jail.
1: You have to go under oath to a probate court. Like, which is a real court, and yeah. tell them I killed this person <laughs> and then try to thread this needle by saying, but I'm not criminal responsible.
0: <laughs> he asked so, me to.
1: So if it says I killed them, you have to show, you have to do it in such a way with an absence of intent to kill, yeah. something that was a complete accident where you were not criminally culpable. It would be very, very hard to do. And honestly, if the person did it that way, they might be surprised to find out they were the beneficiary. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Okay, so if, that's
0: interesting. So, if so somebody were, killed me by accident. Yeah. And my will accident. said. And my will said that the person who kills me gets to inherit all my things, and they do it by complete accident. They didn't mean to murder me. That might be a me. clean case. Gotcha. So that would be a case. I re- okay. If, so that, this, if that
1: case exists, then I really want. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, I really want to know about it. I don't care what jurisdiction it was from. It could be from like Australia or something. I'm just really <laughs> curious about any case where this particular fact pattern happened. Yeah. Because. I'd want to account for it. It seems really it, and to
0: be a fun party story. So like, I think I think that's super interesting. That plus this animal trust, yeah, makes this possible. It is theoretically possible.
1: You can Which write gonna... whatever you want down. If you were, if he was my client, I would say. Do you have a plan B? Because you want to have a backup plan for your estate because this – it looks like a mess. And what if no one kills you? The bigger bigger question I have about his estate plan is what if he does not get killed? Yeah. What if he – just and what, dies what
0: would, of a disease, and then that, like what everyone would, else, what would happen? He
1: needs to have some sort of residuary plan, because okay. if he didn't, it will just pass to his heirs, gotcha. so his children, his spouse. Like he got married, so he got in, that, in the in Direct, yep. so it would go to his wife because gotcha. those two. it goes wife and the and the kid, but I think the kid was a baby. Yeah, no, they're like minors. So, yeah, or yeah, yeah. So it would, it would go to them. So that is extraordinarily not interesting. Not his stepdaughters because of they're not his heirs.
0: She the stepdaughters can hear from somebody else. I absolutely love it. This show is going to be great. This show is going to be a hit. <laughs> so this is, I love it. Um, cool. We've got about 29 more minutes before five o'clock. You want to keep? Sure. Let's right, keep going. Let's keep it moving. Um, I have another segment for. Could you do this, uh, or could I do this? Uh-huh. Would you like to do that, or instead we could go? Um, we could. Uh, we have a couple options, and Stephen, I'm going to throw them at you. Um, we could. T- we could talk about topics to rant about. Um, we could do. We could talk about Michael Jackson's will. Um, We could talk about uh, things to read. Um, (laughs) Um, Or we could talk about another segment of Could I Do This? Let's do one more Could I Do This? Fantastic. And maybe I might close out. I'm I'm not sure. Let's close out with a book. (laughs) Okay. Sweet. Could I Do This? There is a movie called Ready Player One. Which Uh, I did not see, so you'll have to explain it to me. It's such a great movie. Okay. Let me explain it to you. Um, There's a... Uh, There's a man called, uh, I think his name is Halliday. Yeah, it is Halliday. Um, Halliday owns, he's like, imagine like Steve Jobs, but instead of the iPhone, Steve Jobs built like a gaming company. Okay. Um, And so it's like VR gaming, but it's like an MMO, right? So Uh like massive multiplayer online game, uh, but it's all in virtual reality. Okay. Um, He is on his deathbed, right? And so... Uh, he's like a mul- because of he built this company. He's like a multi-multi billionaire, like the mm-hmm. richest person that ever lived. I think it said a trillion dollars in the book or something. Um, so he basically and it's and it's in a dystopian reality where he has so much money and everybody else is just totally wiped out. They have nothing They live on, pennies and rations from the government. It's awful. It's like this is bad public policy. <laughs> we could fix this with a tax. Well, it's in the future, actually. <laughs> yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. <then> you're right. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, so in his, uh, so he makes the sweepstakes very similar to this potential Ron Swanson murder sweepstakes, but mm-hmm. different. Um, he makes the sweepstakes that says, "Hey, uh, uh, if you if you go on this treasure hunt and find my." Uh, Easter egg you know because in video games you have like Easter eggs and so like he has it's called Halliday's Easter egg Mm -hmm. Um, then you can inherit my fortune that I've made through this video game company Mm -hmm. Um, and he opens it up to the world and he says the first person to do it uh, can totally do this Um, this sparks the plot of the book Um, there becomes this community of people obsessed with this thing this contest lasts for like I think it's like over 10 years or something Um, and like there's like these like independent people that do it and they're called gunters because they It's like egg hunters Mm because they hunt for the egg, and then there's this like uh, this this corporation. Um, I think they're called the Sixers uh, or something, mm-hmm. um, and they form a corporation to that, uh, take advantage of scale. I guess. Yeah, exactly. To, to you know, and they make a you know really great villain, kind of like stormtroopers. Imagine it's a great book. You got to read this book, Stephen. I can't oh, believe that. you haven't read this. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Um, and they go after this this egg as well, okay. um, and that's kind of the the conflict of the book is like who can get to it first.
1: I would have formed a corporation. I feel like <laughs> there's no reason for
0: one person to search when you can get like a thousand people and split it up exactly right. and and there's other advantages too that they talk about throughout the book like you know they, they have these like specialized equipment and stuff and, and you know these people who are like loan operators you know obviously are at a huge disadvantage from information to resources standpoints and stuff like that oh, yeah. but, um, but he's hidden this egg yes he's hidden this egg trillion dollars sweepstakes for the world Steven could I do this yes I can okay so
1: this is not a um, you can set up a sweepstakes. Um, well, having said that, okay, sweepstakes might be a weird thing. Um, <laughs> so sweepstakes is actually governed by its own thing—a sweepstakes law. So yeah, what, what you can because um, sweepstakes um, requires people to essentially buy into it. So you, well, it can't. Well, there's whole rules. But it, but sweepstakes is essentially like a like a, almost like a lottery. But you have to. But you have. But you everyone gets a ticket who wants one. Um, or you can buy a product to get an entry, or you, or you can get people to yeah, yeah. But you can you can have a will or a, a will, a trust, uh, even like a foundation or something or something set up that gives money to people who finds um, whatever it gives money to people who win treasure hunt. Okay. Um, and now it's a virtual treasure hunt. Does that matter? No. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, as long as you have a clear, ascertainable task, mm-hmm. like finding the thing, um, and it's a real egg. If we're just having people search for a fake object, it might not fly as much. So it's a it's a virtual egg. It's like a, as, I mean, much as, a, as much as, as, as a it, sword in Skyrim but it's would like, be real. But, but it's findable, right? It's not made up. What do you mean? I mean, it's not like a created egg. Like, no, well, he I, wrote it in code. Well, that I mean, but theoretically, someone could virtually find it. Yes. Okay. But it's not like it's not like he just lied. Or if I told someone no, no. that it's like gold under my driveway, yeah, and they dug into my driveway and there was no gold, yeah. that would be a problem. Um, that would probably lapse. Um, but. For the most part, though, as long as you're not abridging people's rights, you can put language into a will or trust that allows people to do that. So you can tell people they have to accomplish certain tasks to get it. Like the most common task might be like, I won't give money to my kids until they graduate from an accredited college. Uh, As long as it's possible like your child doesn't have like special needs or is is not capable of it Then it's a fine enough like um, bequest Mm -hmm. Um, You cannot abridge someone you can't say you can't make them marry somebody you can't make them change religions Um, You can't make them like harm themselves. Like you can't say if you cut off your thumb. I will give you money (laughs) um I mean the most courts would strike that line from the will if it is um over the line.
0: Okay, and it's so, not
1: necessarily a clear line, but a sweet, but like a but like a treasure hunt's like a cool. It's like a line. No, no. I, I want to say in Canada. They have like something similar to this, where someone left. So I'll have to look it up, but someone I think someone left money to someone who had the most babies in a given time period. Really? So it was like a population race in like I think it was like Ontario or something in this town because they really? wanted to boost the population. So it's like whoever has the most women in this period of time um, gets the gets money.
0: That's awesome. It's
1: terrible public policy in the sense that you've. But they found it was legal. Um, That's amazing. Are you kidding me? That's hilarious. So people... Back in the... I think it was in the 30s or in the Depression or something where this happened. So for people were paying a real high wire act. Either you had more mounts that you... That, were, that was hard to feed or you get like a
0: t- fuck ton of money. But so, still, I mean that – I mean to me, I immediately jumped to, oh my god, I want to make as much money as I possibly can so that I have a massive estate so that I can make some sort of weird contest to like impact the world in a yeah, weird
1: way. Yeah, you can I – mean, <laughs> I mean you can have positive things. Like you can make yeah, people – Okay. If you if you like give the money to a person that like a board of people you set up determines is like the best idea to lower carbon in the air or yeah. something. You can make like you can you can have a purpose to it. Okay. Um just don't make it one that makes people think you're an asshole. Okay. Um because even if it was an admissible purpose, um So what about like a hot dog what eating contest? Say, same (laughs) like you can make people win a holiday i mean they don't have to enter it if they don't want it right you can be like a million dollars people can you could be like i'm gonna have a hot dog contest in three months from the date of my death so you have time to train up good luck and Um, then the person that wins gets to have
0: probably in most states i think they think that was fine that's Um, are you you say that like it's not a big deal i can have a a hot dog eating contest with from all over yeah, That's you, awesome. Yeah, you
1: can fund a contest. Yeah, I mean, Hell they, yeah. I mean, I mean, corporations do it all the time. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you're right. you can You can fund a company to make people do things. Like, if you see people do it outside the context of the will of their states, you can almost certainly do it in your will. Okay. Like, you don't see many people bribing people to marry people of your their religion or to switch religions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That would be, be a thing. Like, I mean, or... But, yeah, stuff like that. But if you see it happening in real life, you can probably see it happening in a state. It was like a loose... Structure though.
0: Other other questions about this particular, uh, you know, fiction thing. So so um, this contest lasts for years and years and years. And, um, you know, I mean, a large percentage of the world's wealth is tied up in this guy's estate. Um, so, you know, what what it's types less of than ideal? It, it <laughs> is less than ideal. Um, so, so what type of let's say I am this holiday individual and I'm going to, you know, tie up my money and make sure it's untouchable. Who might come after my money? Um, And and what things can I do to make sure that they don't get access to it? If he's
1: already dead, um, he would probably have either an executor or a trustee um, tasked with securing the funds. Um, If he's still alive, he still has all the same responsibilities as before. I have not knowing anything about this person. He seems like a sociopath or a narcissist,
0: um, but like kind um, of a little bit of both. He's like he's like this like shut in guy. He's he's kind of like Steve Jobs, but like nerdier. I don't know what kind of person would do this <laughs> <laughs> would,
1: would hoard the world's wealth and then make people. Dance like lap dogs <laughs> to get it, well, or to it, convince
0: their whole, or to, or to do an insane amount of labor. He's also like a philanthropist in the book. He like funds like public education, and like the whole education system is free uh, throughout the world and stuff. And um, he wants to. I mean, the idea is like he. Uh, uh, I think he also gives a bunch of scholarships and stuff Or no, that's his like partner I don't know I'm a okay. I love this book um, Okay, I'll look at it I, I might great. be too hard on it <laughs> <laughs> But anyway Okay, cool So, so this is totally possible um, The executor uh, would kind of make sure Nobody gets any of the cash or anything um. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody comes after the money. Does You know, does anybody have a claim like, hey, this is like a benefit for the world if we have access to this money. So therefore, the government should let us have access to this money. Mm-hmm. Is, is that possible? Could somebody yeah. make an appeal? To yeah, the you can. Court? You can. Yeah, you could. Um, I would run that by me one more time so so let's say oh you know I mean basically the United States government is the one who is enforcing that you know we're not going to touch this money because it's in this man's will Um, could I say hey this is against the common good right I am a third party lawyer I've never I've heard about this contest I think this is number one bad for the world Mm -hmm. Um, and therefore I think that you should release these funds and instead put it towards a government program to support housing and you could do that's so constitutionally you're Allowed, the government
1: can pass a law after this dude dies and says we're just taking his money. This is insane. We're gonna we're gonna retroactively in the United States you can retroactively tax somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not great, and people don't do it for public policy that much. But you can retroactively tax people all the time. Um, the only thing you can't do is retroactively can create crimes. So I can't like you can't make something illegal that wasn't illegal. You can't make anything I did yesterday illegal and then arrest me for it. But with the money, for the most part, you can. And I would this is probably reading too much of my own politics, but they if they have he's dead and he's hoarding a trillion dollars. <laughs> you need to get the money. Yeah. Um and balance the budget and invest it and literally if it did nothing else. The government should probably just take all that money and give it away in checks to everybody and to be better off for the economy. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're saying that potentially I
1: would, this would be where I, like my inner—I'm not even a communist—but this is where you would want to bring out the pitchforks.
0: <laughs> potentially, though, you're saying that the U.S. government might have incentive to be like, "Hey, you know, we're going to write a law that." You- oh, there are so many incentives. Yeah, this,
1: if, if your entire economy is subsumed in a treasure hunt, yeah, yeah, you want to you want to really diversify it.
0: Okay, okay, that's depressing. I love that. I love that the Ron Swanson one is possible, but like the. This- Ready this one, player is, one, this one, one is, is
1: possible. I just don't like it. it I would. I don't even want to run a office, but I would run a office for the sole purpose of taxing this thing. Yeah. I, that, would all I, that, would, that would be my entire, like, vision for the world is to not have one person
0: dick <laughs> <laughs> around with everybody
1: bombs. for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, it's probably a good book. No, but, it's a great uh, book. It's in real life, book. it's one of those things that might not be great
0: in real life. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, I actually never even thought about it from that context. That's super true. That like, yeah, I never even thought about. Oh yeah, Halliday, the, that guy might be an asshole for doing that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, cool, it's a treasure hunt. He's a wizard. Like, this is you, sick. You know, so. I was, like,
1: tell people things about things I like. It's like, oh no, that he sounds like an asshole. <laughs> like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that was that nice. Like, talking about like the Office or any of my favorite TV shows. Like, this yeah. person sounds like a lunatic. Why yeah. would you? Why Michael's is this
0: actually a dick? Like, why yeah. has he
1: not been fired?
0: He is a terrible. <laughs> employee I love it yeah. cool alright that brings us to the close of the segment could I do this cool um, we've got 15 minutes uh, do you want to close out with something that we should read and instead uh, talk about something or do you want to jump um, straight to something we should read you could talk about uh,
1: okay. so I okay. I'm going to start with the book I tell everyone to read okay. um, which is a man's search, uh, man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl um, so when I talk about estate planning, I talk about really everything, um, it's that all of this stuff has the meaning that we subscribe for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very, very, very like appealing because everyone does it and we do it because we're human, you're humans to, make things feel better or worse or more dramatic than they actually are and to ascribe to it uh, a meaning that's not helpful. So, um, and I kind of mean that to say is like when think when a lot of our clients, a lot of people, a lot of me, when I did my, my just go through my life and account for everything in a state plan, we're in a rush to account for things as good are bad, um, right, wrong, just kind of polar opposites and not create any other space to just let things be as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, when it turns out, and this is Rick, mean, the context of this book is that um, he is a um, Jew during the Second World War and he is in a death camp.
0: Um, But can I jump in for a second? Yeah. Too? So, Stephen actually had me read this book, and I thought I did not know about the context of the book. I listened to the audiobook, and so, like, I was like ready for this nice little pick me up as I was skateboarding on a Saturday afternoon. It was oh, like, no. oh, Welcome to the Holocaust. But uh, he's also, like, a, um, he's a psychologist. Fair. He's a psychologist, yep. Yeah. And so, it's one of the things that I thought was the most interesting was to watch or to listen to, you know, what these camps were like from the analysis of a psychologist who basically. Um, uh, you know, can bring this level of, you know, expertise to this where, you know, he was working with patients and stuff f- for years. It's, yeah, it's very odd. No, it's odd. It's like it's unusual
1: for an expert to find themselves yeah. in experiencing an extreme yeah.
0: situation. Or and, like experiencing the thing that their field is, you know, designed around, you know, like. Like, yeah. like, for instance, I heard one time uh, this brain surgeon um, talking about having a stroke, and, and she was like, yeah, I, uh, I felt like my like motor, fine motor skills like deteriorating, and I fell down, and I couldn't do it, and I knew exactly what was happening. I knew the mechanisms in my head that were failing, and I could do nothing about it, and, oh. and so that's why I thought that book was also extraordinarily interesting, because it was like, here's an expert in human psychology going through one of the most horrible nightmares of human psychology like yes
1: and he's smart enough to recognize how extraordinary i think also, yeah, yeah like in some degree it shows how relatively healthy he is um psychologically in the midst of complete chaos mm-hmm. um as i mean his he he didn't know at the time but his wife has art had already been killed mm-hmm. um his his family had more or less also been killed. I don't think any of his parents or anyone else from his family survived. Um, and the the question at that point is what meaning did it have? Because it did have meaning and like everything has meaning. and this is, I'm about to read my own view into it. Um, the, the, when he walks it right back to his therapy practice and talking to the man who has he's in grieving because his wife had died. Um, or maybe it was the other way around. Um, but then he, he helps him reframe the situation. Um, from being sad that he is mourning his wife to being relieved that he spared his wife the experience of having to mourn him mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of the things that go on in our lives um is a problem of framing um that we frame things in a way that serves us to um, victimize ourselves or, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever bad thing you want to, have to happen so it could frame it can, it can, it can You can, can, yeah, exactly. So, a frame you'd be like, I'm an idiot. If that's the frame that you want to view this through, or I'm the victim, or I'm the. um And on the other hand, you could see people. Frame things in a way that's completely unhealthily helpful to them. I'm gonna uh, once again, our president. Like, <laughs> I'm doing a great job. I'm the best. I'm the most competent. And it's like that's a completely invalid framing as well because it's not based on reality. Right. Um. But that frame allows people. Whatever the frame is, allows people to accomplish that goal. It'll, I mean. The president's framing allows him to get up every morning and think he's the best thing that's ever happened. So what you're
0: saying is Donald Trump is extraordinarily psychologically. He needs healthy. to read this book. He needs oh. to like. He
1: needs to get a handle on himself. Um, he is. I'd sometimes rather be him than not be him yeah. in the sense of like he has a very very. I don't know how internalized it is. Maybe high self image. high, se- yeah. high self image. It's not. Founded in facts, but it's a very high self-image, and I think it serves him well right. still. But like, but I guess jumping back um, to the Holocaust, I mean, you have to find a lot of meaning in your wife's dead, your parents are dead, you have nothing. Your entire life's work has been... He was lugging it around with him from death camp to death camp,
0: which is insane. Or didn't he? Didn't he <laughs> yeah, I eventually, heard eventually, he, he got, eventually he had to give it up. I heard that he memorized it. He had right? to memorize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't read the end of the book. It was very depressing. I know oh, I should have. I'm the sorry. The, than, it. the end
1: of the book is actually it's better. So once okay. he
0: the last I'll, part I'll of the book it. is
1: interesting. The log of therapy. So. Yeah. Once he wraps up the Holocaust, he switches to post-Holocaust, It's is actually much lighter. Gotcha. <laughs> he talks about his; is more like an academic paper, which is much easier to tolerate yeah. um, if you're not in a mood to hear about death and stuff like that. So he is talking about the robustness and how that experience, how the Holocaust informed him, mm-hmm. um, and kind of gave him the framework to deal with everything that else that happened helped him. Kind of be a better, um, was that psychologist, psychiatrist? I think a psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah um,
0: sorry, I don't know. I can never,
1: one's a doctor and one's not, and I can never remember. Gotcha. Um, I think a psychiatrist is a doctor. Yeah, definitely. Um, but he became a better, he turned it into something that gave him meaning by, the meaning of that was that he could do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times when I think of my own life or, or anything that's bad that's happened in my own life, um, or I guess mm-hmm. Bad is a judgment, and anything that's bad—is it really
0: bad, or am yeah. I just giving it the wrong meaning? Anything that you're framing yeah. as bad could be reframed and is that's something good. that, yeah, or, or not even or it's, or it's or it's just a
1: step. It's just right. like a thing that happened between point A and point B, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to have any judgment. Yeah, you people are allowed to do things. Everything that was mortifying or embarrassing or shameful may not have really been any of those things. They were just things. Yeah. Um. So and, yeah. So and I, as an, even as an adult, not as an adult. Well, uh, someone who is technically legally an adult, um, has um. You tr- have to struggle. We have to like consciously go out of. have to consciously remember that. How we're framing things is how we want to frame it and not how things actually are. Mm-hmm. So people can do things like murder your family and you can give it the meaning that you want to give it. I mean, is it is it a is, is it For most people, it's not a positive event and I <laughs> would it wouldn't be a positive for me, but it would also be, but the positive negative things just to the judgment maybe it was just necessary for it to happen to get to where you needed to go right so instead of i'm jumping from one author to another but instead of why is this happening to me you can always ask why is this happening for me Mm -hmm. um and everything ultimately happens for the person that you need to be even in victor frankel's case the death camp because he gave it a useful meaning. And If he had died, we wouldn't have had the same meaning. No, probably not. It would have had a different meaning. We wouldn't yeah. have had the book. Um, and a, um a, I'll do a double book um, thing. Is that he has a successor book to it that actually recently came out it was like a compilation of the speeches he gave after he was released from the death camp,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is "Yes to Life in spite of everything." this is not a downer um (laughs) it is actually the up it's fairly upbeat for someone who just survived a death camp um is like speeches and writings like around 1945 to 1950 ish range um it was in a period of time between his his release and the publication of um man's search for meaning so Yes, life, life Everything is something I can also read, and it's also a very, very quick read it's if cool. you are a reasonably fast reader, and it's also on Audible. But I guess that's kind of it. Let's not rush to judge things or anything or stop. Eventually, one day we'll stop. If you'll, one day, I hope to eventually get to the emotional point where I can stop judging anything in my life. Yeah. And just let it happen. And reach enlightenment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There will probably be some sort of psychedelic
0: involved to get to that point. Definitely. Awesome. Sounds great. Guys, thank you so much for uh, watching and listening to Let's Talk About Death, the uh, podcast by Modern Estate Planning. Again, one more time, my name is Noah Chrysler. I'm Steven Schreiber. Um, Again, thank you so much for watching. If you would like to submit a question, email us at a question at letstalkaboutdeathandtaxes.com us um, again because that, that, that email address is really long it's question at let's com you can also give us a call at six seven eight eight two five 4373 that's 6788254373 um also guys this podcast is uh, in conjunction with modern estate planning you can visit us on the web at modernestateplanning.com um to get any uh, will probate and other like legal representation there um, again we also uh, our phone number is 404-939-7562 yep got it 404-939-7562 guys thanks so much for listening to this first episode have a great day
1: Awesome, thank you.